Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hi, everybody. Welcome in. It is VSIN Bet Center on a Saturday night as we're with you for the next four hours live from downtown Las Vegas at our Circus Sportsbook Studios alongside the man who is always sweating some sort of bet. Jeff Parles, I'm Ben Wilson. I thought you were going to say the man who's always sweating, and that oh, might have actually been partially correct, too. <laughs> I wouldn't want to throw you under the bus right away. It would have been a 30, with the, under, the under would have cashed for you, shot by you and me. That would have been fun. I would have liked that. Literally within the first 30 seconds, it would have. Uh, Wyatt Tomchek, our producer behind the glass. More of that coming uh, certainly throughout the show as we're with you till 1 a.m. on the East Coast. Rolling right into the start of your NFL Sunday, which we'll have to yes. conclude the show. But for now, Jeff, we start with college football. As we normally do on these Saturday nights, hit us up on Twitter at VEASAN Live. Let us know what game you are hopefully just uh, metaphorically sweating. If literally uh, yeah, consult a doctor or something like, like Jeff usually has to do. Um, <laughs> what, what you are in, this is not really a sweat for you, though, Jeff. Yeah. Really, uh, we, we're, we've seen a number of potential upsets. Some big ones get home today. And the one we're following right now, our main upset alert that we'll start the show with, in the SEC, Jeff, Florida and Kentucky, this is, it's been an interesting day for you, but you were on the Wildcats pregame as a, a pretty big underdog in the spot against uh, Florida here, getting as many as seven and a half points in the market when this game closed. Uh, not only are they covering with these, Jeff, but they're in a pretty good position to win the game outright as we speak. 20 to 13, Kentucky at home, 623 to go, uh, seeing them laying two and a half in the live marketplace. What uh, what has gone right with your handicap so far? It's been an impressive showing. You know what has gone right? When you are on the side that has blocked a field goal and returned it for a touchdown, that is a very good recipe for being on the side 
That is currently sure. covering and winning the game outright. Look, if you look at this box score, it's pretty ugly offensively for Kentucky so far in this game. Levis, uh, the, the man who eats uh, who eats uh, his bananas uh, very oddly by uh, leaving the peel on there. We don't need to discuss that again. And the chomp yes. out of it. But 7-16 uh, for 87 yards. That's pretty pedestrian, to put it politely. Kentucky's averaging four four and a half yards a carry. That's pretty average. And yet they're winning the game because of that huge blocked field goal return for a touchdown. And in a game like this where Florida only averaging four yards a carry, Emory Jones has turned it over, and that set up a field goal for Kentucky as well. Look, this is a this is how you build an upset here. And this is a very important game for both of these teams. For Florida, you lose this game. The world's largest uh, outdoor cocktail party is just to ruin Georgia's season. You're probably done in the SEC East for Kentucky. You at least give yourself a chance where if you can pull the upset of upsets against Georgia in two weeks, you could shock the world and win the SEC East. Now, granted, after what we saw today, I don't think anyone is beating Georgia in a regular season. I, I think that's a fair point. And you saw on our screen a moment ago, that's up to six and a half live. I had been frozen to two and a half, but six and a half on the East Coast. As Kentucky's got a third, I think about a yard, Jeff, 520 to go. Uh, they're showing the graphic. Kentucky has lost 15 straight games against AP top 10 teams and lost 22 of their last 23. But to your point, though, the formula has been there. Last week against South Carolina on the road, Levis threw for 102 yards and a pick. Now, you would argue, I think most people would, this is a pretty big step up in class from South Carolina to Florida. But this is, remember last week, this is the question we, we posed on the Emory Jones side. Well, they look so impressive in that loss against Alabama. The thought, Jeff, was how legitimate do we think he is, especially a guy who struggles to throw the ball, outstanding athlete, dynamic runner. But today, he's at, look, he's actually been relatively efficient. He's just He just hasn't really taken a lot of deep shots today, Emory Jones. 17-23, the Gator quarterback, 162 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. What have you made of his outing today? Been fine. Uh, the interception was a bad one. But he's been fine. Uh, Florida just uh, forced an incomplete pass, pass on no. third and two. So the Gators are going to get it back down seven. Uh, ben, I'm blocked right now, but that looks like three timeouts remaining for Florida with 4.47 yes. to go. So, Kentucky only uh, one timeout. Look, they, well. have, they have their full allotment against a Kentucky defense that has been great today. Let's see if the Wildcats can get at least one more stand here. Uh, we've seen, by the way, Jeff, some, some late touchdowns forcing overtime. And we have oh, seen... And look, and that, that is a game that, uh, that finished while the guys preceding us, Brady Cannon and James Salinas, were on the Pro Football Blitz. So I think it's a good, good time, Jeff, even though this yeah, game is ahead. already in the can, to discuss it. No doubt, the biggest story today out of the college football slate as Stanford taking on the Oregon Ducks uh, with, as, as you can, you can kind of describe as you were, you were watching this game down to the end, somehow able to extend the game and shock Oregon in overtime as much as we've talked about this, the up and down first four weeks for the Pac-12, they've had some incredible highs and some just surreal lows. This, Jeff, was on almost another plane today as Stanford gets the outright win as a big underdog. Uh, well, definitely was on a different farm, but if you, 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 you look at this here, Ben, the fact that Oregon loses this game, first off, 31-24 in overtime, Cardinal win, uh, upset, eight-and-a-half-point underdog uh, mo most of the places by the time that closed. So Stanford, early in this game, looked like the better team. They got out to a 10-0 lead. Anthony Brown looked very shaky early for Oregon. Uh, and then in the second half, Ben, C.J. Verdell was running all over Stanford. 
And then he got hurt in the, in, in the second half, in the middle of that, in the middle of the second half. And that was really the moment where it's like, all right, Oregon, you better, you better not let this game stay closer than it needs to be for as long as they did. And guess what? When you give Stanford an opportunity to drive down the field, and again, the key play of this game, fourth and goal at the four, one second left, incomplete pass, but a defensive hold gives Stanford an untimed down at the end of regulation. Uh, McKee to Higgins, two yards, touchdown, tie game, overtime. Stanford scored in their possession. Oregon did not. And now the Pac-12, it is October 2, Ben. The, two the, days the, into October. The, the Pac-12 <laughs> is done. It's done. I just, I, I you really, the, the best argument now for the Pac-12 would be Oregon wins out, Ohio State wins the Big Ten, and then you have, okay, Oregon beat Ohio State in Columbus, but as we've seen in the past, that argument hasn't always worked, especially with a team beating Ohio State, where we saw Penn State win the Big Ten a few years ago, and Ohio State still made the playoff instead of Penn State. So I, I, this felt like an elimination day for the Pac-12. When you think about it now, just this isn't necessarily a, from a betting implication standpoint because it's so hard to know at this point what your actual college football playoff look will be like. I know you and I, Jeff, we had the conversation last week. Was Penn State especially after that win against Auburn, were they worthy of at least a flyer on the national championship futures market? But you look at it now, we know, look, it's going to be Alabama, it's going to be Georgia, regardless of what happens in the SEC championship game. You assume those two teams are going to be in your college football playoff. Oklahoma's been really underwhelming, but if they can somehow run the table in a pretty weak Big 12, they're going to have to be in it. Yes, 100%. And so that leaves us with, all right, who is team four? Because... I mean, Penn State has, we talked about them in the past, and we really like what the yeah, upside is, but good. this schedule is a gauntlet for Penn State. <laughs> so, so Ben, it's, it's really interesting now, because Alabama and Georgia are getting in the playoff, yes. assuming that they're they are, both 13-0 they're they're they're, they're the and 12-1. Yeah. If they get to the SEC title game undefeated versus undefeated, that's going to be 1v2. The winner of that gets the one seed. The loser of that gets the three seed. Assuming there's another unbeaten, if there isn't, the loser of that game gets the two seed. That's all that's going to matter. So you'll have less travel for the playoff games this year, which anyway would be the winner goes to Arlington this Ooh, year because yeah. the Cotton Bowl, uh, even though they got the Rose Bowl last year, will be hosting yet again. For the Big Ten now, Ben, looking at that, what I still think is the third spot, if any of Penn State, Michigan, Iowa, I guess I have to throw Michigan State in there, even though I don't think they're really that good. If any of those yes. teams go undefeated, they are in. They are the three seed. Period. End of story. Oklahoma, if they go undefeated, they're in as well. The big question mark is going to come down to with the other big result today, which was Cincinnati going on the road yes. and handling their business, and really no doubt at all in the result on that, of winning that game in Notre Dame and impressively doing it and making Notre Dame look pretty mediocre throughout the entire game. And the question mark is... In a year where Cincinnati was the highest non-Power 5 team ever preseason AP Top 25 in the era of the playoff, if they go 13-0 and and they are going to be favorites in every game the rest of the way, they did what they needed to do. They won at Indiana. They won at Notre Dame. They probably deserve a bid, but they're going to need a one-loss Power 5 champion out of the Big 12 or the Big 10 in order to get there now. And it, look, if any of those Big 10 teams go undefeated, and Oklahoma goes undefeated, 
Cincinnati's probably going to be left out in the cold, and that is not fair, but that's the system, unfortunately. It's, it's amazing to think about because I, I'm with you. Like, Cincinnati, you think about their toughest games as well. I mean, they get UCF at home. Yeah, they get UCF they get, lost to Navy and, and today. And it's not like, right, <laughs> you could make the case. You could make the case the game at Navy is their toughest remaining on the schedule. Uh, yeah. You could. You could, you really, but Cincinnati I mean, will handle them. But again, I think they're going undefeated. It's a matter yeah. of... And that's what is fascinating. Now, it, it's rare that we see so early in the season as well, Jeff. Like you mentioned, October 2nd, we have a pretty good idea of at least the representatives of where those five slots are going to come from. It's just a matter of all right, which team in the respective conference and the Big Ten is kind of your one unknown where there's, there's probably more potential scenarios than, than anything else where you could see an additional team. So that, that's kind of the, the interesting thing that's to play. We're, what, five weeks in the season, Jeff? And things are shaping up, I mean, somewhat clearly, at least. Well, look, uh, the ACC has done, a favor, done us a favor by Clemson losing twice. Pittsburgh losing to Western Michigan knocks them out. Wake Forest, I would say so. Wake Forest is the only undefeated left. That's a real threat. Uh, Boston College is technically undefeated, but they won't, they won't run the table. So the ACC is done. The Pac-12 is more than likely done because Oregon loses to a Stanford team that's probably going to go 7-5. and five. UCLA lost to Fresno State. As good as Fresno may be, you can't have that loss. So look, I think it's it's five slots for it, it's five. I guess it's five teams: Big Ten champion, mm-hmm. Big Twelve champion. If it's Oklahoma or Oklahoma State, if they're undefeated, Cincinnati and then Alabama and Georgia, they're getting in. Unless even if even if Georgia has two losses or Alabama has two losses, I still I, think I they're think getting so. in. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, Two of those teams we discussed in the Big Ten who are currently undefeated in action right now. We'll update you on those next. Also, third and goal upcoming for Florida at the Kentucky 10. 120 to go. Down by seven. Huge moment for the Gators if they want any chance of keeping their season alive. We'll tell you about that next here on VEASAN Bet Center. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my game. <laughs> CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. 
Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Indeed helps find great hires fast. Indeed is your all in one platform for interviewing, screening, and hiring high quality people. Visit indeed.com slash credit. Welcome back in. We're just getting started. VSIN Bet Center, first of four hours for you on a Saturday night from downtown Las Vegas with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. Jeff, we've got a situation on our hands. Second and goal. For Florida, down by seven, 35 seconds left. Flag in the backfield. I think we just got Wait a, a second. A second that, was a bl- that was a blatant false start, false and they didn't start. blow it dead. Yeah. Jeff, really, if you can't tell, Jeff is really oh enjoying what we're watching out of the SEC officials as he tries to get his Kentucky. But his plus seven and a half is safe, as is probably <laughs> the total at 56 and a half. But oh, ben. in a game that Florida desperately needs to have to make the largest cocktail, outdoor cocktail party uh, have really any implications whatsoever. They will need to come back and win this game. They're did down you, twenty to thirteen, and we've we've had just a comical last minute by our SEC. Did they call it a false start? Did you just really say? And I hope you're right for under better's sake here. In a game that looks like it very easily could go to college <laughs> overtime, that the total is safe with, at at fifty six and a half. I say that is looking at a. Looking at a. Sure, you don't want to retract. <laughs> will Levis has, has passed for the last. All right, go ahead. We are. Go we ahead. are we are twenty. We are thirty-one seconds away from Kentucky winning. If if they win, we'll leave us. The last two weeks, Jeff, we'll have, we'll have thrown a combined one hundred and eighty-nine passing yards combined in the last two weeks, and Kentucky will have won both of those games. Can we process that for a second? Well, look, and you let, uh, and you bet that uh, bet that side, and it's I, been by far and away the the, the right side. You, you know, you know the, the bizarre thing with this Kentucky for a football program. And look, Ben, and you, you and I were around the SEC East a lot. We previous jobs, we worked in Columbia, Missouri, when we were at school in Missouri when the Tigers moved to the SEC. So we've seen a lot of Kentucky over these last the last decade. Mark Stoops is a good football coach. He does not get the due that he deserves. Because that is not an easy place to win. 
for football. Obviously, basketball, different story, as we know. But it is not an easy place to win. And they're looking at their – if they hold here, this is just the second time they've beaten Florida in 35 years. That's this amazing. is a and this will be the first time they've beaten him at home in in over forty five. Incredible what he's done with this program, and again, a, a big stand potential here. And they've done it again. You could argue smoke and mirrors with the lack of offense, but yeah. this defense is really good, and they've taken advantage. And the breaks, the opportunistic breaks, have broke in the fashion of the Wildcats these last few. Kentucky weeks. would be would be five and zero oh with with a win right and, now. Look, this has been a just a ridiculous uh, red zone sequence of so Florida has had two false starts. They had a, a man wide open on a screen pass who went to a knee, and now Emory Jones running up the middle for a three-yard gain. They'll have to burn their second timeout with 27 seconds left. Third and goal upcoming just outside the 10-yard line. Uh, so we'll get a stoppage there. We'll go back as soon as we get a third and goal play for Florida. That's our, our main marquee game with a top 25 team, especially with the upset potential going on right now uh, in the final 30 seconds. We did mention, though, in our first segment, just with how things are starting to shape up in the overall college football playoff scheme. And the one conference that has the most variability of any of them is that Big Ten conference where Penn State still undefeated at this point. Michigan State still undefeated, both in action right now. And uh, Jeff, Penn State, interesting spot for them tonight at home against Indiana. Been a bit of a disappointment so far this season. Uh, but coming into this game, Penn State laying uh, 12 to 13, depending on where you look. 14 nothing right now, 132 to go. Late in the first half, they just did get an Indiana interception. Hoosiers were driving toward the end zone, but Penn State gets the pick. And uh, it's been kind of a weird day so far where Sean Clifford's throwing a ton, 11-22, but only 96 yards for two touchdowns. He has also turned over the ball one time uh, for a pick. Indiana just got the ball back third and four in their own territory, and they get stuffed. So, look, again, theme has been Penn State defense really all season, Jeff, and that's continuing so far. Penn State's a really good football team. And this is, again, a very... A weird box score this is so far. Like you said, 22 pass attempts in the first half for Sean Clifford, and he doesn't even have 100 yards passing. A very bizarre uh, clip there. Indiana's defense isn't, isn't too bad. Uh, but look, the Hoosiers' offense, and, my, and Michael Penix, who was a really great story a year ago, has really struggled so far in this 2021 campaign. And, and look, we saw last night, it tied us together for Penn State. Penn State-Iowa next week in Iowa City. Ginormous game. Great game. Ginormous too. game in the Big Ten. And probably a more important game for Penn State because it's going to be harder for them to win the Big Ten East than Iowa. Iowa's going to coast to the Big Ten West at this point because the rest of the division is really not any good. But for Iowa last night to blow the doors off of Maryland like they did, and for Penn State, even in a game where they're not showing their best offensively, to really handle their business so far and have a 14 nothing lead where they're probably playing their C offensive game right now, it's impressive. Those two teams are both really good. I know some people don't love this Iowa team because they turn teams over. It's a smoke and mirrors argument. I get that. But they're really well coached. And this Penn State team, on top of being very talented, is also really well coached, even though there's still a segment of the college football world that doesn't fully buy into James Franklin, which, look at Vanderbilt over the last decade since he's left, guys. That's all the argument you need on James Franklin and, and how good of a coach he is. Don't worry. We will not... Update. We will not make you suffer through an update in, in UConn, uh, Bandy. Don't worry. Is UConn still winning? Uh, it is at halftime. I told Jeff. I said we weren't going to make the people. You <laughs> Vanderbilt, can look it Vanderbilt's up. winning 17-16 at halftime, guys. There you go. So you, you don't, Sorry, don't, I had to don't do put it. yourself through the had misery to do it. <laughs> at that game. And they've held also Stephen uh, Penn State defensively has held Stephen Carr, the Indiana running back, uh, nine carries, sixteen yards in the first half. Michael Penix just eight of nineteen, hundred nine yards and an interception. Looks like as Penn State gets the ball back, it will be uh, a blanking at least 
in the first half. They're laying 18 and a half now live. Go back out to Lexington. Florida runs a little screen pass, gets three yards on third and goal from the 11. Now fourth and goal, out of timeouts at the Kentucky 8. Here's your ball game. Let's see what the Gators have in store. It's been a shaky red zone series. Fire to the end zone, and it's batted away. Incomplete Kentucky Wildcats going to get the outright win. Seven and a half point underdogs on the money line tonight, Jeff. You had Kentucky as high as plus 255, and they go to 5-0 and with, what, their first win over a top 10 team in 16 tries. First win over the Gators, as you mentioned, in basically two decades. And, wow, what a statement yeah. for Mark Stoops at home tonight. 20 to 13. First winning at home for Kentucky in a very long time against Florida. They beat yes. them four years ago. They beat them when... Uh, in the middle of the Muschamp mess down there in Gainesville. Easy to, but, oh, easy but, to forget about but the But what an mess. amazing play by Jaquez Jones at the end there. Who The intended receiver, eh, the throw was a little bit off, but the intended receiver was open for a split second there, and Jones just hops across, knocks it away. Uh, the former Ole Miss uh, linebacker now on Kentucky. What a, what a spectacular play to finish it off and a big win for Mark Stoops and company. And Kentucky... Again, Ben, this was one of those years where there are questions of how good is Kentucky. Can they get back to a bowl game, which is really the goal for that program? They are going to be 5-0. and They play New Mexico State later in the season. So regardless of what these remaining conference games bring, they are going to a bowl yet again. What a job Mark Stoops has done in Lexington. Yeah, no, really, really impressive as a team that is, as you just touched on, Jeff, have not had much historical success at all before Mark Stoops came to Lexington. Uh, going to get the win. They take a knee. 20 to 13. That uh, is a final. With that, we can turn as well to a couple of the other uh, games going on in the SEC tonight. And uh, you, you talk about uh, the other side of this, Jeff, the big disappointments, teams with high expectations who have really struggled. And uh, even though like the record has been fine until last week, Texas A&M was still perceived as a top seven team in the country, but they lose on a neutral site to Arkansas. And now look at them tonight down to the fighting Mike Leach's 24-13 in College Station, at home to Mississippi State. This was a game where A&M was favored by a touchdown. A relatively low total, too, for a Mississippi State game, 45.5 to 46, but 24-13 Bulldogs right now, late third quarter, and they are currently laying 1.5 on the live line. So, let's look at this real quick. You have to, cl- you have to collect your thoughts no, when you're analyzing A&M. I, there's there's, I a, there's to, been I, a lot going on so, with that so, team. So, Calzada, who is the backup quarterback who's playing because Haynes got hurt in the Colorado game, is really just... He's not, he's not ready for showtime. He just isn't, which uh, I, maybe in a year he'll be ready, but he's not ready right now. And for a team that going into the year yet again at all these expectations that I didn't quite understand, I thought they'd be solid. I didn't think it would be a scenario where they were legitimate t- number five like they were at the beginning of the season. But if you can't lose at home to Mississippi State. I'm sorry. Even with the backup quarterback, and I know Mississippi State has already beaten NC State who flipped around to beat Clemson last week. But this is a loss you can't really take at home. And they have, look, Ben, they, they, uh, they're in a scenario, too, where Mississippi State picked off Calzada on his first throw of the game, got the ball inside the A&M 25, and only converted to three. So this could be even uglier than it already is. So, uh, look, uh, really just a really mediocre showing by A&M. And, and look, unfortunately for, for them and backers of A&M tonight, just an average team at best. And, I'm probably looking at six and six, seven and five with I, that schedule. Yeah, I will say the classic uh, us ripping on a particular college football player and then him immediately scoring a touchdown. That did just yeah. happen, though. Oh, why Second, not? Uh, Calzada, 25-yard rushing touchdown. Oh, so 24-19, one minute to go in the third quarter. And so we'll see what the renewed 
betting line will be uh, on that. Also, quickly before we hit a break, mentioned uh, mentioning all those undefeated Big Ten teams. Jeff, Michigan State just scored again going into <laughs> halftime. 42-16, your Jeez. first half score. Michigan State, this is a total of 66 and a half. I we almost, get 58 I, first half points, Jeff. I, I almost bet that under. Thankfully, I didn't. Then you didn't. Uh, they're covering the 11 with ease. Uh, when we return, as we're just getting started on Bees and Bet Center, we'll go out to one of our good friends uh, and one of our favorite guests on the network. Dwayne Colucci joins us next, race and sportsbook director at the Rampart, right after this on Beeson. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VSIN.com data and analysis. You get everything VSIN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. We're back on vcin Bet Center from downtown Las Vegas. Back with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. Jeff is getting way too excited at this Liberty UAB outcome, so we're, we're not going to... We're going to wait to let Jeff indulge himself on that for a few minutes because right now we do go out to the phones. We've got our guy Dwayne Colucci handles the business over at the Rampart Race and Sportsbook Sports and Race Director there. I follow him at NY. Bookie Dwayne on Twitter as uh, Dwayne so kind to always give us some time whenever we uh, we request his services. Uh, Dwayne been a, as always a very interesting action-packed college football Saturday. Jeff and I were just talking about the the big result today with long-term implications. Oregon going down against Stanford. Uh, was that was that a game that had a significant action at uh, at your shop with how how much of the ripple effect that the result will now cause throughout the college football landscape? Yeah, definitely, Ben. That was one of the major turning points. And I'll tell you the truth, I really can't believe Oregon blew that game. I mean, with two minutes to go, it looks like you're just basically running out the clock. And then before you know it, the tide changes and all of a sudden Stanford is unstoppable with the short passing game. They were able to score on the last play of the game, extra point, and then they easily scored in the overtime whereas Oregon couldn't sustain. But that was one of the bigger handled games at the Rampart and South Point, and definitely significant in our figures as we start to post more and more of these games. But uh, what a fabulous Saturday, I have to say. There were some great matchups. Cincinnati, Notre Dame, naturally, Alabama and Miss. You know, just some really good games. And then you had the baseball as well. You know, you have a lot of teams in the pennant drive that create handle. Yankees, Red Sox. When those teams are involved, it's definitely major at the book. So the book was packed. Oregon was definitely a key game. And uh, I watched the end of that game. Amazing, I'll tell you guys. And the handle was just off the hook for this Saturday. Dwayne, uh, before we, uh, we, we shift over to tomorrow, there is one late game that is uh, going to be starting at the, at the top of the hour in L.A., a good Pac-12 game. UCLA laying three against Arizona State. Is that going to be a higher handle than usual for these later games just because this is a higher quality matchup than we usually see in that Pac-12 after dark slate? 
Yeah, definitely. And not only that, Jeff, you have all the parlays and teasers that are keying on a game like this because people know it's one of the few exciting late games. You know, you have Hawaii and uh, Fresno and you also have, uh, you know, also San Jose, but that's not as significant as UCLA. So definitely we're garnering a lot of action and handle just because there's a lot of teasers and parlays that are definitely tied to both sides. And currently we're sitting right now, UCLA minus three, 56 at the Rampart and South Point. You know, we opened it at three and a half. So we're seeing a little underdog action, but you always know that the game is going to fall on that key number when, uh, you know, the public is betting on a game like this, a Pac-12 matchup. Very exciting. I think UCLA is possibly the slightly better team, but uh, yeah, definitely a major handle game just because of what I said, parlays, teasers, and the focal point of the Pac-12 and the proximity to UCLA that Las Vegas is in. That is our, our marquee Pac-12 after dark uh, game tonight. So we're speaking with Dwayne Colucci from the Rampart Race and Sportsbook. This is really the final NFL Sunday, Dwayne. You're going to get to at least somewhat uh, sleep in with our London games, believe it or not, starting <laughs> next week. We get the 6.30 a.m. Pacific kick with just some incredible matchups. I really mean that in all sincerity. Uh, Jeff's team, the New York Jets, uh, featuring heavily uh, in that. But uh, for tomorrow, Dwayne, while you enjoy one last uh, semi-Sunday sleep in, we've seen some interesting movement on a, a Saturday, which sometimes you see a lot of these games, you come into Sunday and you see the flurry of bets, but there's been a couple spots where we're already seeing some significant live movement, and you and the book where we're broadcasting from Circa are the two in lockstep on this particular move. That's in Minnesota, where Cleveland and uh, the Vikings has seen a pretty significant shift here. We've seen Cleveland in the two to two and a half range most of the week, but some uh, some big bets clearly, Dwayne, have come in today as we're seeing both at Circa and at uh, your shop, South Point Rampart, it is a pick 'em. What uh, what do you think has led to this uh, this sudden change of heart from uh, from the betters here with Minnesota obviously having won as a, a home dog last week? Well, now uh, now a pick 'em here against a pretty solid Cleveland squad. Yeah, they're not a bad team though, Ben. You, like you brought up, I mean, they lost that one game on the field goal. They returned with a good uh, game last week, and that was without Cook. So that was definitely impressive. And uh, you know, if he returns, that only adds to Minnesota. And I always look at a home dog. So I don't think Cleveland is just uh, that battle tested yet. We still have Mayfield. You still have Odell. You know, Landry is on the uh, shelf great running attack that they have, but uh, I'm still not sold on Cleveland, especially going to the road. I think this is a nice spot for Minnesota. I think they definitely could get involved in the division. They should have been already. Like I said, you know, you missed that chip shot field goal and uh, definitely they have a totally different record. And like I said, Cleveland, they have a lot to prove. They definitely have to be strong defensively in this matchup because Minnesota has a fabulous offense. They put up points in bunches. They have a great wide receiving core. Not that Cousins is the greatest quarterback, but he's very efficient, especially at home. Like you said, the line now pick them at the Rampart and South Point as well as the Circa. We have a total of 51 at the Rampart and South Point. A lot of points we're figuring on that. And definitely these are two high-powered offenses when they start to click. It's just a question, can Cleveland's defense play well? And can Minnesota's? If they could apply pressure on Mayfield and that core, they definitely could stay in the game. They have to watch that running attack, though, because I believe Cleveland is going to try and play the ball control and not get into a shootout because I think that would favor the home team. You'll get the crowd involved then, and Cousins could definitely throw with the best of them.
Wayne, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. Tomorrow on the surface feels like a huge te- teaser day with a lot of the options, right. especially uh, Tampa Bay being a seven or a six and a half point favorite. Kansas City is a six and a half point favorite on the road in uh, Philadelphia. There's other possibilities as well out there. What do you think will be the most popular teaser at your shop? Probably going to be Jeff the Saints will be a very popular option. I think that definitely now with the key number of seven, we do offer seven point teasers. So to get a pick them, uh, you know, returning home against the New York Giants, that's definitely going to be a focal game where a lot of people are going to take the teasers. Like you said, definitely the marquee matchup. Everybody's looking forward to Sunday night and teasing both sides isn't out of the question. You know, Tampa, you could tease down, like I said, a seven point teaser. You only uh, actually are getting a half a point. And also 13 and a half is very enamoring with the Patriots at home. And Bill Belichick, you know, Gronkowski didn't make the trip. This is definitely going to be a massive, massive handle game. Green Bay also, you know, now sitting at six, you could get a six-point tease and pick them against Pittsburgh, who has not, uh, you know, shown anything other than that week one effort that was really, really superior. I mean, they beat a real good Buffalo team, and then they just laid the egg twice. So uh, I, I, I would anticipate a lot of Green Bay money there. I think Baltimore and Denver, you know, you have a pick them as well. You could tease both sides there. Some enamoring games. I think you're right, Jeff. You hit the nail on the head. There's going to be tons of teasers, teaser cards at my shop. Also, who wouldn't tease down Buffalo a little? They should manhandle Houston at home. I mean, Houston is having a lot of problems right now. They turned their back on Watson. He's probably not even going to see any action this season. I can almost guarantee that unless there's massive injuries. You have the great game, the Rams. Kyle Murray looking to crack that shell. He hasn't beaten them yet since he's been a starter at Arizona. Fabulous games, guys. I, I mean, I just love the NFL. I, I love the action as a bookmaker and as a prospective better. Dwayne, what, what are the odds? What, what line are you setting that uh, Jeff Parles will be walking up to your counter with one of those teaser cards punched <laughs> seven to eight deep? What are the odds on that tomorrow? My, minus 900. <laughs> I don't know. You lay, lay the price, yeah, guys. Lay, lay, lay the lay price. Yeah, let me know what limits I can get down on that, uh, Dwayne. Uh, follow him at NYBookie. Dwayne handles the action. At the Rampart Casino, a beautiful property out in uh, Summerlin. Dwayne, always so kind of you to give us some time, and we, we will wish you well tomorrow in, in your NFL action uh, over at the Rampart. Thanks, as always, my friend. Oh, thank you, Ben, and it's always a pleasure. Thanks, Jeff. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a great show, guys. It's awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah, bright, see you tomorrow, Bright Dwayne. and early. Bright and early yeah. for, uh, for Jeff. By the way, those London games, <laughs> are we prepared to let the people? I think Falcons, that- Jets, Dolphins, Jaguars. You know what the frightening part of that is? The Jet Falcon game might actually be the more watchable of the two. Maybe. Mike, next next Mike. Sunday, 6.30 a.m. Pacific. Uh, are you, I hope you guys are ready. I hope you are all ready. I mean, I, you, you know both of us will be awake. You know that. Uh, we will both be awake. Yes. We will be awake. We have to. But yes. I don't, you know, if you want to sleep in. Can't blame you all if right, you want to sleep oh, in. By the way, I'll give you 20 seconds to yes. indulge. Liberty 24, UAB 3. You were on the flames, Jeff, working out pretty well as a three-point dog. Wrong team was favored. I was surprised uh, that Liberty was a three-point underdog in that game against UAB. And it's not like the Blazers are a bad team. They're pretty darn good. But I felt a little reactionary off of Liberty's loss last week to Syracuse. So that's why I took it. Also, Clemson in a dogfight with with uh, Boston College, 13 apiece, under 10 minutes to go, third quarter. Big spread in that game, 14 and a half to 15. We'll update you on the 
New Line, the live line next, as well as the other college football action still going on when we return right here on Beast Investor. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my dance, <laughs> Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. 
VEASAN is now available 24-7 on the YouTube TV Sports Plus package. Sign up today at tv.youtube.com to start your free trial. And remember, you can also watch us 24-7 on Fubo TV, Sling, and Xfinity X1. Visit vcin.com to find all the ways to watch and listen to VEASAN. We're back rounding out our number one of four here on VEASAN Bet Center. Back with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. Why Tom Check, our producer behind the glass. We mentioned it going into break. Jeff is, uh, Jeff's been glued to this game. Boston College, Clemson. Feel the heat in an ACC that is, uh, as we've documented, they're done. ACC. Adios. Consider them out of any national football, uh, college football playoff implications. However, though, Jeff, we can still bet on them. Only if Wake Forest goes undefeated. It would be the only way to have a chance. Uh, The odds of that, you would say, are? Very, very, very slim. Very, very, very. The three three varies. Three of them. Well, right now, uh, but the thing is, with Clemson, a team that is, as we've talked about, pretty still overvalued by the market, a team that is two and two, has shown no ability to move the ball offensively with DJ Oyunglele. 25th, they fall into the rankings. So still hanging on to that top 25 ranking, still getting some respect. But in a game like this, where they're facing an undefeated team at home, Boston College 4-0 after a crazy win in overtime on a walk-off interception over Missouri last week. Boston College getting a ton of points in this spot. Jeff, this ends up closing as high as 15.5 behind us at Circa. Some 14.5s as well in the market. Total of either 46 or 47. You see how Clemson is still favored, but down to just four and a half as BC ties the game two minutes into the third quarter. And this really, Jeff, based on the flow here, 13 up, seven and a half to go third quarter, feels like anyone's game right now. Yeah, I I took a little bit of that 15 and a half with Boston College. It just felt like too much. I almost got scared off of it today with how bad our alma mater, University of Missouri, looked today you need to go there, against yeah. Tennessee because thinking... Emotional win by Boston College last week in overtime. Maybe Mizzou isn't any good. But then, you remember, oh yeah, Clemson hasn't moved the ball against anyone in the FBS level so far this year. And Boston College's defense is solid. And Jeff Halfley's a really good football coach. And right now, Boston College has been dead even in this game with Clemson. And it's kind of the same story for Clemson. They can't really move the ball very well. Their defense has been... Solid. It's nowhere near as good as it's been in the past, but it's it's been okay in this game. And 13 points through two and a half quarters is perfectly fine. Six at halftime. But look, this is it. This is going to be very interesting to see where these lines are adjusted to throughout the season on Clemson. Because Ben, I I really do think for these teams in the ACC that have just gotten destroyed by Clemson for the last seven years now, they're vulnerable. They can finally say, you know what, our best shot can not only keep the game tight against them. Our best shot can beat them this year. Unlike in the past where the best shots were like what Syracuse has done in the past. Yeah, every, yeah. every once in a while you get lucky and your best shot is good enough. Like Syracuse in the Dome, like Pittsburgh with Nathan Peterman six years ago. There were some times in the ACC where the best shots were good enough. Were, were good enough, but more times than not, they weren't. Now, I think a lot of best shots for these ACC teams are going to be good enough to at least play within one possession and maybe even beat them. Uh, and look, Boston College, I don't even think this is the best Boston College can play in this game. This game is tied. Although, just watching on our screen here, Clemson d- did just rip yeah, off they, a big run yeah. to get into BC territory. I, that's a great point you bring up, though, because it's not something I don't think many betters would, would factor into their normal game-to-game handicap. But think about, you know, look, Dabble, Swinney, I, I think a lot, I'm sure, Jeff, a lot of the coaches in the ACC would love nothing more than to stick it to Dabo do whatever they can do to get a win. And you think about, we've talked about this time and again, but 
for DJ as a quarterback. Right now, 136 passing yards today. Jeff, that is now 720 passing yards for the season. This is the fifth game of the season for Clemson. He has 720 passing yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions. I mean, we saw Sam Howell almost basically get that in one game uh, in that in that <laughs> NC State game. So I I don't know what, like how does this get any better from them? Is it, is it just you have to stick with the ground and pound, try to win these? Now they do have a good defense. You have to give Brent Venables that. Until last week, they had not conceded a defensive touchdown all year. So it's it's not like they're they're you know all of a sudden just a sieve on both sides of the yeah, ball. The defense Jeff, is but, fine. Uh, we'll we'll see what to, to to make of that. I just wonder in a game like this, uh, look, are we going to see any more you know more than two touchdowns? That seemed you made the point. It seemed like a lot. Now I would give you the counter to this though. There are some teams in the ACC that are really, really bad. And we're going to, even though, like, and you could make the case, like, that Georgia Tech win, that would have been one of those games you would have expected Clemson, even a bad version of Damo Swinney's Clemson Tigers, to roll. And they did not roll. They won but did not cover by, by a long shot. And, look, there's some tricky uh, spots on there when you have to go at Syracuse, at Pitt. Maybe Florida State, the one game they win by 40 because it's Florida State and well, Mike Norvell. Well, Florida State did win today. They did beat Syracuse, even though they did their best to blow that game. Uh, good quality cover for the Orange, by the way. Getting quality cover. Well, quality cover. That's all that mattered in the end for me. But look, I, it, at Pitt, I know Pitt lost at home to Western Michigan, but Pitt actually has looked pretty good at times this year. They beat, they walloped Tennessee after falling down by two touchdowns. They walloped Georgia Tech today, who uh, Clemson couldn't move the ball against Georgia Tech, and Pitt put 50-plus on them today. It's not an easy game. I mean, look, they, they do benefit by the fact they get Florida State at home. They get mm-hmm. UConn, who's a joke. Uh, they get South Carolina, who really isn't any good. I know that's a rivalry game, but the Gamecocks aren't beating them. But look, I, again, all eyes in the ACC now are on Wake Forest, and that is not a great place to be if you're the Atlantic Coast Conference, Ben. When's the last time you could say that about the, the Demon Deacons when, when, the when, SEC? When, uh, when, when, uh, Chris, when Chris Paul was there, so not even the right sport. Yeah, I was just saying, yeah so there you go. A little bit of just, eh, just a tiny bit of a, of a reach. Now you said UConn is a, is a joke. When, when, did, when did that happen? Catch me up on that. You, UConn, like UConn. UConn oh. the game of the millennium tonight is 17-16 uh, between UConn and Vanderbilt. I think I, I lost uh, my... Any any desire to watch college football, uh, at least to the degree you do, Jeff, when I attended a UConn-Missouri game in 2015 <laughs> with the final score the nine, Missouri 9, UConn 6, <laughs> that set the game of football back about 800,000 years. So that's probably, that was, you, I can blame UConn for not, not being super invested in every single college football game uh, like I know you are. But that's where I, that's where that, that's uh, the inception of that came the from. The 9-6, yeah. With, where there, they, tried, there, they there, tried a fake field goal from a fake 56-yard field goal down 9-6. Uh, spoiler alert, it did work. not work. Yeah, there are some really bad games in that 2015 Missouri season. But okay, let's, let's, yeah, well, let's watch but, our memories. Yeah, let's, uh, let, let's, uh, Quick, one quick other thing. Baylor, here, Oklahoma State. Yeah, that's, I was that's, go to. that's where I, I was looking anyway because we mentioned Oklahoma before as being the obvious candidate to make the playoff in the Big 12. And, of course, a preseason top five team, one of the four favorites, a team that people legitimately think could win the national championship going into the year. This looked like a really down year for Oklahoma State coming into this season. And through the first few weeks, they needed a stop on 4th and 10 at the 15-yard line to beat Missouri State. I know Bobby Petrino but can coach, but come on now. They barely beat Tulsa, who Tulsa lost by 1,000 basically yesterday to Houston. Uh, they were lucky to win in the blue turf a few weeks ago against Boise State. 
Uh, last week, I bet against them, and they played really well and won against Kansas State, who played Oklahoma tough yet again today. And right now, they're beating Baylor. And look, Baylor, this is not the greatest of spots for Baylor coming in, and this is why I didn't bet Baylor today, because I think they are better than Oklahoma State. Uh, was that emotional win last week against Iowa State, which was a very big win and the biggest win they've had since Dave Aranda's taken over the program two years ago. But for Oklahoma State, look, are they are they capable of beating Texas? I don't think so. But if they beat Texas, if they get by tonight, there is a reasonable shot that the Cowboys are 11-0 going into Bedlam, which then provides a scenario, which is a potential nightmare scenario for the Big 12, where... Oklahoma State shocks Oklahoma and Bedlam, and then they get each, they get those each other again the following week in Arlington, and then Oklahoma beats Oklahoma State, and everyone gets left out in the cold. That would be your nightmare. And that's really the one thing you know, we mentioned earlier, how for the Big 12, we're just assuming it's either Oklahoma runs the table and it's them as one of your four participants, or or they're not in. And, and part of that is it's, it's, it's hard for, I think, a lot of people to see Oklahoma State being at that elite level. I think part of it, Jeff, is because when we think about the, the good Mike Gundy teams and the teams that have really threatened to, to topple Oklahoma and, and make a push towards a, a potential college football playoff, in, in his era, it's been the teams with incredible passing attacks. Really haven't had any defenses, but they've not been afraid to get into shootouts with teams like Oklahoma. This year is so much different because Spencer Sanders, while you could make, you could make some excuses why it was a slow start, missed the first game with COVID, coming off of has had injury problems in the past, but it's not like things have gotten much better, Jeff. And they're still oh. winning these games. Spencer Sanders tonight has thrown three interceptions on 20 attempts. 11 of 20, 173 yards. Three interceptions for Oklahoma State. And they're winning the game 17-14, not covering a game they were favored three and a half or four against Baylor. But that I think a lot of betters, Jeff, are, would you agree with this? Or are looking at Oklahoma State like, what is... This is this Mike Gundy team is is about is on the verge of being five and zero. Oh, it makes no sense. Ben, look, I you go through what this was I, through these last uh, even today again. It was a tough spot to bet Baylor just because of the win they had last week. But K State was a bet for me last week. That loss, I thought Boise State was going to beat them Boise, handily. Yeah. We lost that one too. So look, there are some teams every year that just defy the logic in college football for at least half a season, and Oklahoma State looks like that. They get Texas in two weeks. That's probably when the run ends. Would think so. All right. Well, well that's still game. That's game not over. 17, 14, eight minutes to go. We'll update you on that and so much more coming back on Beeson Bet. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. 
Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.